Hey everybody, welcome to the Hope Young Adults podcast where we help young adults grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm David Hurst, and on this episode, we ask the question, what exactly does it mean to live on mission? Matt Curtis interviews Melissa Smith about her calling to the mission field and explains how we can discover our unique role in the mission of God. This episode comes from our weekly devotional series called The Feed. Well, hey, Hope, welcome back to The Feed. Uh, If this is your first time, that is awesome. Glad you're joining us. If this is your first time on the internet, congratulations. This is a big day. (laughs) Your life's going to be changed forever. If you don't have attention deficit disorder, you're about to have it because the internet's wild. But uh, we put together a series called The Feed to really just talk about and focus on the provisions of God, to send out a word of encouragement, telling stories of what God is doing in the lives of young adults, uh, through the lives of young adults, and how he is sending us out as young adults uh, to love people and to love him and to know him. So today we have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine, the great and powerful Miss Melissa Smith. Melissa, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. How was work today? Oh, it was work. It was work? What do you do for work? I am a teacher. I'm a music teacher in elementary school in Raleigh. So you're a a musician of all tours. Can you play the saxophone? Yes, I can. Nice. Yeah. Probably my top favorite horn (laughs) instruments. Yeah, absolutely. Can you play a harp? No, but I do know someone who can. That counts. Okay. Yeah, it's all all who you know more than what you can do in life. Uh, well, so like we're talking about uh, the provisions of God, the different ways God has provided, God does provide, and we've hit on different things, how God provides love, how God provides forgiveness, how God provides the ability for us to forgive others and engage in those ways. God provides power for us to stand in the power of the resurrection and to do mighty and wonderful things. Um, but one of the greatest gifts God gives and provisions God provides is giving us mission, giving us a purpose. And I think that's a perfect topic uh, for young adults. Whether you're 18, 19, in your 20s, in your 30s, we are all looking for our place in this world, for our purpose, for our mission. What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to be? Because generally we go into new places going, I don't fit. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, So what I would love to start with is just tell a little bit of your story, what is going on in your life. I know you're preparing for a big move and just let us know what's going on. Yeah, so I have been teaching in um, in the States in Raleigh for about four years and I've been preparing during those four years to go to Nicaragua and to teach there. So I'm moving in about 80 days to go to Nicaragua and teach ESL to some Nicaraguans and American students at an international school that's Christian based. That's great. How did you, so how Nicaragua, four years, like how this, Line that out for us. What's been the journey to get you to Nicaragua? It's longer than four years, let me tell you. So 24 years. I went to dinner with a friend last weekend, and we counted it up. I met her when I was four years old, and I met her and her husband, who were about to go to a pre-field, so they were going to language school. And we had um, a missions conference, and my mom and her were talking, and we're like, hey, we're praying for you. And then... They were supposed to go to Cuba, but okay. instead of Cuba, they decided, well, Cuba closed the borders. So instead of Cuba, they went to Nicaragua. And from then, we've supported them since I was four. We've helped pray, supporting with prayer, supporting with um, financially, and we've prayed with them all the way through till now, which has went wild. So actually, I went there first in 2011, and then I was able to go like six more times during 2011 to now. 
Did, would you say you had, like, from meeting this person who was going to be a missionary in Nicaragua, you already had a heart from it from in ages 5, 6, 8, 10, until you went until 2011? Yeah, so my church would go with those missionaries, and they would always come back and have testimony time every, like, the Sunday they got back. And that was our favorite day of the whole entire year, wow. was just sitting and, like, seeing their faces and they're weeping and they're laughing, telling these great stories, showing pictures. That was my favorite day. And so I had a heart for Nika in like probably 2008 is when I really remember being like, I'm going to go there. And then when I was supposed to go on the mission trip there, we didn't go to Nicaragua. <laughs> we went to Canada and I was like, bruh, <laughs> this is not the same. It's not what I wanted. It's not the same. So yeah. I actually went to Canada twice and did missions there at a camp, and then got to go finally, when I graduated high school, I got to go to Nicaragua. What'd you do? I was, trip? yeah, so we actually got to go to a different villages, and we worked with that missionary that I worked, that I met when I was four, mm -hmm. um, and they, we like built these um, like sidewalks on their camp. We went to different villages and had VBS, yeah. for little kids and um, it was really far away too it was like remote villages yeah. and like their churches were so happy and like the pastor was literally sleeping on cement he didn't even have a bed for it like a wow. bed mattress so like someone on my team bought this pastor a mattress and so it was just really cool to see from then like we did little villages and um, BBS and then from there I got to help in a camp ministry where we did sports camps for days. And then we had like Bible lesson and song time. And then in a different year, we did VBS at a place outside in a church. And that's the church that I'm working with now is through, I met them, they're doing VBS at their church. Really? Yeah. How long ago was that relationship started? Well, I met this pastor in 2011. Okay. Because I went to his church like one time. And then I went back in 2017. And then I worked with him in two other summers um, recently. Yeah. So you have built a relationship. Yeah. Over after time. After kind of jumping around different areas. You exactly. said, these are my people. Yeah. So like the last two times I got to go. So I actually got to go in 2020 right before the whole world collapsed. And so I went there right in February of 2020. And that's when I was like, okay, these are my people. This is who I'm going to stay with. And so I just really just dug into like relationship building okay. and purpose building instead of just like little missions here and there, instead of creating my own ministry, I've started partnering with their ministry and their purpose. That's great. What has it been... Like, what is it about the culture or the people that has drawn you to them to continue to want to build that and to want to go and live for long term? Like, what yeah. is, what's the thing that draws you to Nika? The Lord. Oh, nice. <laughs> I always say that, like, the Lord is definitely the reason that I get to go and that I have a heart for them. They always ask me that when I go there because I'm this... It's, it's strange for someone to want to go there for missions. And so they're always like, but why, Melly? Why do you want to be here? And I always say, the Lord, but also I love you. <laughs> I also love the people. They're so joy. The joy just like exudes on their faces, just like oozes out of them. Right. And like you can't help but to feel God mm -hmm. because they're provided for so like 
perfectly there. Mm. Like it looks like bad for like for me coming in. It looks like they're poor or it looks like they're they're not as fortunate as me. But they're so much more happy and they see so much more of God's provision than I could ever hear. And so when I go there and I see them, it's so nice to finally see that, wow, people can actually have faith in God for the small things, not just for the church things, but for life. And that like really just made me pursue it more. That's great. I was just uh, speaking like first world problems. I was just complaining about how my phone connects to uh, <laughs> to Wi-Fi in the middle of places and it throws me off. And you're talking about a people that like they don't need Netflix. They don't, you know, they, yeah. they don't have those. They do actually have Netflix. There. That's no, the one you. thing they have. <laughs> Everything God else, speed. no. I don't know how to but... parent without Netflix. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've been to, I've been fortunate to go to a few different places and, uh, Uganda and India in the same sense of gratitude for the Lord, gratitude. And the way that, um, a provided for people pray for is different than the way the modern American Christian who has an abundance praise. We lose sight of gratitude. So we just forget that he's big Mm -hmm. because we're always, we can just go out and buy things. Like Mm -hmm. I always have money or I have a credit card or I have someone else who can pay for me and they don't have that so they they have to ask God for the small things and I see that they're like they're just living life and they don't even they're like oh God's got it and I'm like are you sure (laughs) they're like no he's got it and I'm like but how do you know and they're just like he's provided before so why wouldn't he why would he stop and I'm like man I want that kind of like faith in his provision you know yeah I want that kind of faith Absolutely. Yeah. What would you, um, like, you are going, you are yeah. being sent. There are people supporting you in prayer, supporting you financially. Uh, what would you want others to hear uh, who are reluctant to take a chance on going, being sent somewhere that's uncomfortable, unfamiliar, language barrier, like whatever those issues are, what, how, what would you, somebody just need to hear to take the chance to have the faith to go? Yeah. God is bigger than you think. Mm-hmm. So he's not just a box that we can say, well, God is this. No, God is everything. He is the I am. And so I really just want to let people know that he can be everything for you. So in those moments that you're scared, because there's been a few that I've been terrified, and I'm not scared when I'm there because I've been surrounded by good people. But also I knew that God had ordained it. And I knew that God had provided me the funds to get there, provided me the support, the prayers to get there. So I didn't have to worry when I got there, is God in this? He was in it before. So I say, first of all, if you're going or he is pushing you to go, just do it. Don't be like, oh, well, I think maybe, but this or that. No, just go. And also, I really, it sounds crazy, but like get support. Don't just pay for it out of your pocket because that's how you know that God is in it by him adding people to your support team that say, that back you up and say, yeah, this is what God, I believe in you and I believe that God is doing this for you. And so I really believe that this scary time that I'm in right now, support raising, is seriously like the next level And it's the way that when you get on the field, even in missions, how I get on the field and people can believe. People here can believe. People 
there can believe that God is with me and I can know that God is with me because he's provided for it. Yeah. That sounds like a growth point for you. Oh, yeah. Like if, uh, I just knowing you and knowing your story, I know that you would empty your pockets for somebody yeah. in need. Um, how, like what has the emotional growth look like for you to go from somebody who would will empty your pockets to serve somebody to trusting that God's going to provide by asking other people for prayers, sure, but also I need some money. Yeah. Um, I did some training on that because uh, it's it's difficult. Mm, it's right. like it's awkward. I'm like, wait, I'm doing what? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I want to just have my salary, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's where a lot of Americans and like wealthy people want. Um, not that I'm wealthy, but like just people that are privileged, they want that, right? This like set in stone, here's what I'm making, that's it. Well, that's not what I have right now. And it was really scary in the beginning. And I just had to like stop listening to people because a lot of people and their like, their ideas of it, it was really scary too. So they kept throwing those doubts in my face, which is not okay. And so that had to just really rely on the Lord mm. and know that God had called me and I did training. So we went through the Bible and looking at like the Levites, they got funds for what they're doing. We looked at like Nehemiah, that he's going to build a wall and he knew exactly what he needed specifically. And we looked at all these different people in the Bible, the disciples, Jesus, mm -hmm. and how they were given like wages for their work. And that was really helpful for me be to know that, oh, God actually wants me to get money <laughs> to do this work that I'm doing for him. Yeah. Because there's people, so many people in the Bible that I just read over the stories and I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Okay, sure. And I read it and I get something, but I never saw it as, oh, there's support raising. Right. Like the book of Philippians is like a support letter from Paul. Well, he's in prison, right. but it's right. a support letter, a newsletter for a mission. Romans is a newsletter that's asking for support. And I'm like, that's Romans is actually not that. Like, I really never saw it like that. That is a but, heavy newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> that's different than but the sub. It is, but he's telling them and like, hey, here's all this stuff, but hey, I am coming to you. Mm. I'm coming to see you, and I want you to know this so then when I come there, we can just start and go. And I love that going through this training and just seeing like that the scriptures actually say that it's okay to ask for money. <laughs> and it's not like an ATM machine, like swipe, I get your money, cool. It's like, oh, you're actually partnering with me. There you go. And you're actually like, it's not my ministry. Yeah. I never want it to look like that ever. It's, I get to partner with my mission board. I get to partner with the Nicaraguans that I'm going to see. I get to partner with God and his vision and his purposes. And I just get to flow with that. And yeah. I just get to be the vessel. And you just get to be the, like, I was saying this the other day, it's kind of silly, but like you get to be the shoes and I'm the feet walking. Mm -hmm. But you get to pay for the shoes that I'm wearing right. to walk, to do the things that God has called me to do. Yeah. And we're on the same team right. because I'm the one who gets to go. You might not be able to because this is your ministry. Like right. this is where God has called you, Matt. Mm -hmm. And like that means you're in God's God's will for your life. I'm in God's will for my life. And we're just in two different planes, but we're all on the same team, which is to help God's kingdom grow. Yeah. That's good. It's also, I mean, 
it's uncomfortable being the sent, the missionary <laughs> asking for money. Yeah. Uh, but you have the passion, and you see the faces, and you know the payoff, and you have this big picture thing. Mm -hmm. And being the sender... Um, or the people who support you right. in prayer, uh, it's a little bit more disconnected. We don't see the faces. Mm -hmm. We don't see uh, the results of the labor and the prayer. We don't see the wins. Right. Um, we might read an email or something or some mm -hmm. kind of update. So there's a, like this weird disconnection there. But that part of being senders is trusting the same exactly. God that you're trusting exactly. who's sending you. Yeah. And like that's the beauty of the church, right? We're mm -hmm. this united body that all has different roles. Right. Some go, some stay. Some can speak Spanish, some only know <laughs> the curse words um, and say them wrong. But <clears throat> like trusting in this body to do things, to right. build the kingdom. And I know this for a fact, the, the book, When Helping Hurts, mm -hmm. talks about really American Christians going into third world countries right. and just like, here's a need, we'll fill it. Mm -hmm. You need a van, we'll buy it. And doing those things instead of partnering in right. country to train right. up what does it look like to make disciples what does it right. look like to fill uh felt needs and different things like that in your partnerships in nicaragua mm -hmm. you're joining a, a yeah. ministry yeah. you are kind of integrating into what is already going mm -hmm. on you're not the great white savior no. coming in so that's an encouraging thing to yeah. be a part of because yeah. you know you're helping global church right, right? and right. that's that's inspiring for us as senders anybody who's paying attention mm -hmm. um, to you and there's missionaries all over exactly um going are your so your friends that you met early on are they still active in the field they're not in the field in nicaragua but they are serving here in the states and then there are sir like one of the um like one of the guys is a builder so an architect so he's designing different hospitals. And then the lady, she is actually a PA now. And she mm -hmm. does, wow. um, like, she helps people with infectious diseases. That's good. And so she gets to be a translator here now because she knew Spanish on the field. Now she gets to be a translator in our hospitals. That's fantastic. So they get to still do ministry. It just looks a little different. Yeah. I was thinking just today, um, I was first I was thinking how I'm never going to learn Spanish using Duolingo. <laughs> um, but how like we connect. I was thinking about you going and you're fluent, right? Yeah. You, you got it down. Melissa, well. <laughs> on top of many things Melissa does, she's been uh, involved in our ministry for uh, several years. Yeah, she's like led six, small groups. She's coached small groups. She's um, led worship in Spanish. Um, yeah. and in English and you know so like the giftings are wild but like we first connect with people in language in using words mm -hmm. and that barrier of you going into somebody else's world speaking their language that already says I love you yeah um, and it, before I knew the language and didn't know so just so you're not worried when you go on a mission <laughs> trip I didn't know the language that well and music was that mm. for me and it doesn't have to be like you're a musician like literally just knowing songs on Spotify and like downloading them to your phone and be like, hey kid over here, do you know this song? Or like, hey, let's have a dance party. Music is universal, it's global, it's like international. And so that is was a connector for me for so many people. That's great. It's just music and just like having dance parties and being silly with people. Right, especially the saxophone and Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. She's universal, international. Um, well, that's awesome. It's exciting. I think, you know, even just those using music as a connection, using the language as a connection, yeah. um, it, all of that is modeled after 
Jesus, mm-hmm. who, you know, like he came to earth both to relate to us, to love us, and to chase after us. And right. he's relatable in those things. And that's what we are supposed to be uh, for others. So the challenge for the rest of us, while there are some who are being sent and the rest of us are like, I don't know what my mission is. I don't know where I belong. Um, one of the things whenever, if you're ever interested in seminary applications, it's not like normal school. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> one of the questions on every seminary application is, when did God call you? And like, that is a strange question. I don't know that God uh, audibly told me I need to go do this or this is what yeah. I'm gifted at. And many of us go, Great, Melissa. I'm glad you're going to Nicaragua. (laughs) I don't know where I belong still in God's mission purpose. Do you have any advice for those of us who are still trying to figure it out? I'm still trying to figure it out. Just because I'm going somewhere doesn't mean I have anything figured out. It just means I'm moving places. I'm moving homes, okay? I'm literally, every day I'm like, so I'm a teacher. (laughs) Do I stay a teacher forever or do I move into this ministry? Do I go here? Do I go there? Read your Bible, pray every day, um, get in community so then you can talk to people about things and know people who are doing things that are godly and not just worldly. Um, Being involved, I know 2020 and kind of 2021, it's hard to connect with people, but people are ready now. People are ready to like be free and see people. (laughs) So do it safely and get connected again because that is how we were created and i really feel like the enemy tried to strip us of that community and it's been detrimental to our spiritual lives and so moving back into the swing of things and kind of this new normal finding that community and like really diving into what is who is god knowing who he is that's where you can find your purpose because it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you know who who he is you can share it anywhere because we still need bankers we still need people working in the streets. Like, we need people, okay? We need people everywhere, and we need to share God's love everywhere. So it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you're smiling and having positive attitudes and you're showing God's love everywhere you go. Yeah, that's good. I really think just in defining God's will, we're looking for purpose, and we tie that to where's God's will? Do I need to go to this school, date this right. person, break up with this person, whatever? And we live in a world that is, like, you can Google literally anything. And the strange (laughs) thing about Google, and I don't know if anybody else has done this. I'm simple-minded. So I'll Google very personal things. Uh, At one point, uh, I had a girlfriend that broke up with me, and I was like, why did she break up with me? (laughs) And there's a list of reasons. Like, we are always looking for those things. But God is a God uh, who imparts patience on us, puts Mm -hmm. us through hard things, puts us in uncomfortable places, so the waiting is part of the journey. Yeah. Um, and seeking after Him, the, st- the things you're talking about, figuring out our identity and what that looks like mm-hmm. in Christ, uh, figuring out who He is and who He says we are, those are, those are monumental. Yeah. Do you have, uh, so you're going to Nicaragua, is there a plan, is there a long-term plan, is there an end date, is that, what, what, are you going to retire there? What, are you just going and we'll figure it out? <laughs> So right now, with my job that I have, it's a Christian school. My job contract is for three years. So I'll be there for three years, but hopefully longer, as long as God leads in that way. Um, But I don't want to just be like set in those three years. And I don't know, maybe I'll move into a different role in Nicaragua, helping other people. I don't know. But I know that that's where God's called me to. And I know that like that's where I feel home. That's where I feel love. And that's like 
not that I don't hear, but it's just different there. And that's where I just feel like God has led me to. And so I'm just going and we'll see what happens, but definitely for three years, that's great. if not longer. Yeah. And so you're the sent, we're the senders. How can we as a ministry, as a church, as individuals listening or watching this, how can we support you? How can we be senders for you? Yeah, prayers are great. <laughs> the enemy's on me all the time right now mm. because he doesn't want me to go. Um, because he doesn't like for people to share the gospel. So the prayers that against so the enemy, simple, right? it is, but it's so <laughs> true and it's awful. So like prayers against that um, mentally, physically, just emotionally. It's a lot because I'm moving into a new place and I'm missing people there already, but I'm going to miss more people now with this. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like this mix of emotions. And so trying to figure that out, it's kind of difficult. So definitely prayers. Um, also, I'm raising support. So I just found out that I'm 64% to goal and I have around like... 40% to raise, which is about $850 a month. So any money could help. So even if it's just like a few here and there, we'll put the link somewhere um, in this. I don't know, but that's how we're going to, that's how you can send it. It's through a mission organization called Missionary Ventures International. They're my sending organization and I love them because they get to send field workers into the field. Yeah. Instead of just church planners, which is a lot of mission organizations, right. they do teachers, nurses, things like that. So I get uh, to go with them and partner with them. And a lot of people from my school and directors of my school work with this organization. So I get to partner with them in this new ministry. But yeah, anything can help for real, seriously. And just like your prayers, honestly. Or just sending a text, like he was saying earlier, like it's just an email. It can be that way, but I want it to be family too. So mm -hmm. if you do send money or if you do send prayers, like send me your email, like find me on Facebook, do something so then we can connect because I want it to be like you we're unified in this partnership. Yeah. It's a partnership. It's not just like an ATM machine, like I said before, because I can't do it alone. I don't want to do it alone. I can't. Right. That's not where. I, that's not how God made me. So I need support, and I want you guys to see those faces, yeah. to like know people's names of people that I'm hanging out with, people that I'm connecting with and sharing the gospel with. I want you to know their names, see their faces, know their names so you can pray for them specifically, yeah. and I want them to know who you are, so then we can like have real connection, like real intentional connection. In relationships That's everywhere instead of just yeah this like here's us here's you we're in separate locations right in it together yeah yeah well <laughs> you know one of the core values at hope is leading with big faith and you were certainly doing that Thank and you. I think it's uh, it's bold to go like that's awesome but even just to sit here at this table and talk and, and say, it's bold to ask, honestly. It's bold to say, I'm confident that God is sending me somewhere. Uh, I'm confident that's what my purpose is. Uh, and I want to bring other people into that. So I appreciate you modeling that. Thank you. Um, because, like Paul did, you know. Um, and he is a guy in Philippians. You talk about it. And he's like, I can do all things through Christ. And that gets misinterpreted and misapplied all the time. But he's talking right. about being satisfied with a lot and with little. Yeah. Um, and many of us are only comfortable with a lot. And you are willing. And I've seen this in your life. Anybody that's known you specifically in the last three years they have yeah. seen you be satisfied with a little <laughs> honestly 
and uh, yeah. that has expressed your faithfulness. So uh, I want to pray for you, thank for you. your going, and then uh, and that'll be a wrap. But Father, you are good. Uh, we thank you for Melissa. We thank you for the gifts you have given her to build your kingdom, God. We pray for confidence in her, um, in her being sent. We pray for confidence in her unique gifting, God, that she would be used to build your kingdom, to love the people of Nicaragua, to serve within her church context, to uh, be connected. We pray for support within the school she's working at, um, within the 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 different communities that she will have and engage in Nicaragua, God, that you would put a community around her to love and care for her and people for her to pour into, uh, but also invest in her. And we pray this, and we pray this every time we pray for Melissa. We pray that when she lands in Nicaragua, she is uh, as emotionally, uh, relationally, spiritually healthy as she can be, God, that wholeness comes from you in her going out to do your work. So she is in your hands, God. You are our God. She is your daughter, and uh, as a church, we send her out. As a ministry, we send her out and say, do you, God, and use Melissa. Uh, she is your co-laborer. In your name, uh, she's in your hands. We say amen. We love you, Mel. Thanks. Yeah. Now we're going to go play the saxophone. It's going to be cool. I, I forgot my read. Uh, I, don't have, I don't know how to play saxophone. I have, I have one at my house. Oh, nerd alert. Oh, hey, we love you. We will catch you next week uh, on the feed. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're interested in learning more about our ministry, head over to gethope.net slash young adult. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so we can stay connected.